Hi, everybody, and welcome to AQ's Blog and Grill. We're excited today to have Amber Mack with us. Now, Amber Mack is an entrepreneur. She's a keynote speaker. She's an author. She's a thought leader in social media and social media marketing. So it's only natural that you, the viewers of AQ's Blog and Grill, would want to have a conversation with Amber Mack. So here she is right now. Hi, Amber. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Great to have you here. Uh, now, Amber, you are uh, publishing, you're self-publishing a book. Has it come out yet Is, on outsmarting your, your children online? Yeah, you know, it, it just came out recently, and uh, it was an amazing experience uh, self-publishing. I have another book, which I wrote many years ago, where I worked with a traditional publisher, but this time I worked with a co-author who has done a bunch of self-publishing, and uh, we decided it was a great idea to self-publish. Uh, you can still get the book in print version and ebook version, but I was just amazed at the speed that we were able to get the book available on Amazon and uh, the ability to update it, it literally at any time. That's great. Now, I understand one of the inspirations was Guy Kawasaki and, and his whole self-publishing uh, guidelines and thoughts. Absolutely. You know, I think uh, for both Michael Bazell, my co-author, and me, we really look towards Guy Kawasaki as a, a leader in the self-publishing space. Incidentally, he and I uh, had the same traditional publisher portfolio out of New York, and I know he's done really well with self-publishing. And I think he was one of the first big-time authors with a traditional publisher who really made that leap into self-publishing and proved that it was very viable and then literally wrote the book on it. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah, and they don't call him shy Kawasaki. They do not. <laughs> He's pretty progressive. So speaking of progressive, um, what are you up to these days? What are you thinking about in terms of social media marketing? What is kind of unfolding, do you think, in the, in the future here? Well, you know, uh, recently I've been really excited about the uh, live streaming opportunities that exist, whether you're using Twitter Periscope or Facebook Live. And I think both of those platforms have really proved that we are now able to take content live in a way that we've never been able to before. And and to me, you know, if we saw last year as the year of uh, ephemeral messaging or disappearing social media like Snapchat and other services, this year is definitely the year of live streaming. And uh, I think that's the one thing I'm trying to focus on. And and currently working on some projects that in do, do involve Facebook Live. Oh, great. Now, as, as the founder and CEO uh, of, of Connect Digital Engagement, uh, how are you balancing uh, things with the speaking that you're doing, the writing that you're doing, and you're still responsible for running this organization? How's that going? <laughs> Uh, it's going well. You know, I, I don't think that anyone really has true balance in their lives. I think that is a bit of a uh, misleading term in some ways, and uh, yet we all strive for it. But for me personally, I, I think I just love what I do. And I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it never feels like work. I've been lucky enough to work with some amazing partners. My brother is my business partner uh, in Connect, um, and we've been able to really grow the business, and he does a lot of the day-to-day -day operations. So I think it's more about having those partners that you can trust and you can rely on than anything and uh, at the end of the day also just loving what you do. Right. So the last time you and I met was at Communitech in uh, Kitchener-Waterloo and you were introducing Gary V. I was. Yeah. Uh, and so Gary has said the nicest things about you. He says, you know, he can follow anybody but he follows Amber Mack because you live the social uh, life. You live the social media life as opposed to just talking about it or writing about it or reading about it. And so how accurate is, is Gary V's assessment of uh, Amber Mack? 
I, I hope that that's true. I mean, I think one of the things that you really need to do as an entrepreneur in this day and age to be able to survive in the social media space, if you're running a small business or you're consulting businesses, is to use the tools that you're preaching. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the times people don't. And, you know, I think it's pretty obvious when you go to someone's uh, Facebook page or Twitter account, and you see that they're not really that active. Is that really the right person to be guiding you in this space? Right. So I think uh, using these tools is absolutely critical. I mean, Gary Vee is one of the first people who did that. His show on YouTube, he's very active on Snapchat. And so he's someone that you can trust. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, he's been able to take that involvement, that immersion, and turn it into a fairly big business now in, on Madison Avenue in New York City. He sure has. I mean, I think he's an inspiration for all of us. Uh, he really defines the term hustle in uh, many ways because he's so active and he's always giving back and he's always contributing and he's so authentic. I think we saw that at that event in at Communitech that he is truly one of those people who gets up and he says what's on his mind. And, uh, and I have so much uh, uh, respect for him and everything that he's built. Right. Now, Amber, you, you grew up in Prince Edward Island which is a fabulous province here in Canada. And, and I'm sure that you went to one of those big schools and, and sort of got lost in the, in the crowd. Uh, is that correct? Well, I went to a one-room schoolhouse. A one-room <laughs> so, schoolhouse? Why wasn't I informed of this? Um, you know, it was actually two rooms, but uh, grade one, you were in one row. Grade two, you moved to the next row. And so I, I think at that time, it was a, a really uh, amazing environment to grow mm -hmm. up where, you know, you there was a small class size. I lived in the country. I had a big imagination. I had big dreams. And I think all of those things have really helped me with my career today. So then you ended up in San Francisco. How, how did that happen? Well, uh, after I graduated with a journalism degree, I um, heard about this thing called the dot-com boom that was happening in San Francisco, and I was really interested in moving to a place where I felt like I could get ahead. I could kind of leapfrog other people who were in the same position as me at, at a very young age, and I was fortunate enough to get out there and get a job at a company called Razorfish, which was one of the biggest <laughs> yeah. web design agencies at the yeah, time. Right. And, uh, you know, for me, I mean, I don't think it was because I was necessarily that skilled at the time, but I was in the right place at the right time mm -hmm. and that has been sort of a recipe for my career and uh, I think a lot of it has to do with just timing and, and and seeking out those opportunities so I was out there for a few years got great experience and then came back to Canada Wow now how do we outsmart our kids how on on online what are the three things that you can share with us that would be good for parents to know about outsmarting our kids online I think the first thing is to recognize that as soon as your child starts using technology in the home, even if it's at a very young age, you need to establish some sort of rules in the home about online etiquette and uh, best practices and things that are accepted and things that aren't. That means having privacy conversations with really young kids. It seems strange, but even my son is aware of privacy online and knows he can't use his real name and all those things. I think the second thing is uh, when you're having conversations with your kids to ensure that you never close the door and get angry about what you see them doing online because that will just allow them to uh, shut down completely and you'll never be able to engage in those conversations. Right. And the third and probably the most important is to start to use the tools that they're using. And as much as you don't uh, know how those tools work, it's absolutely critical that you're a user first. Right. Okay, great. Now, let's say your seven-year-old is now a 17-year-old and he's thinking about university courses or community college courses, whatever, post-secondary education. What advice would you give to a 17-year-old these days in terms of coming out as a, um, you know, a good prospect for business? 
I think uh, for a 17-year-old, it's important that they understand that it's never too early to start to build your professional brand. Uh, I think a perfect example of this is this young kid, Winston C., who uh, is now a, a city TV reporter in Toronto who does the morning show. He's a technology journalist. And when he was 16 years old, he reached out to me while I was hosting a show, a t tech TV show, and uh, he said, hey... You know, I had this great idea for a segment. I'd love to come on your show. I went to his website. He had an unbelievably professional website. He had obviously built it himself, but it looked fantastic. Everything on his social media accounts were all uh, targeted around the topic of technology. He was a real pro at 16 years old. I was the first person to put him on air. And now, you know, he's in his early 20s and he has this amazing career. So uh, don't underestimate how important social is even at a young age and how, how critical it is to put that professional foot forward. Right. Now let's advance uh, five years to the uh, 22 years old. And I've taken some courses in uh, journalism, I've taken some arts courses, and I've taken some business courses. And I wanna change the world. Now, what can I leverage in terms of the social media to help do that? I think the number one thing that people forget when they're in their early 20s is how easy it is to build your network online, and you should start doing that immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, for some of us who didn't have those tools at our disposal when we graduated from university, we know we would have been just dying to meet someone who uh, was at a company, and we, we needed someone to physically do that introduction. You don't have to do that anymore. You right. can truly build your network on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and I think it's important to start doing just that. Uh, once you have that network in place, I mean, the opportunities are truly endless. I would probably argue, at least for me, that 75% uh, of the opportunities that come my way are directly related to what I put out on social and the connections that I have there. In fact, I had two interviews that someone booked me for on Snapchat recently. So at uh, the times, they are changing. <laughs> <laughs> so the things that are, are happening, um, what's next in terms of a platform? Any ideas? I really don't know what is next. I mean, I, I think that if I did, I probably uh, would be out there trying to help build it. Right. Uh, but I do think that uh, we are seeing a, a, a time in social media right now where a, a lot of the focus is on the ability to go out there and go live. And I, I think we're in the early days of that. And that's not only going to change things for individuals building their brands, it's also going to change things for those big media companies out there who used to have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars putting in infrastructure that allowed them to go live and now you're able to do a lot of that from your phone. So the next two to three years are going to be really interesting from uh, the perspective of individual businesses as well as some of those big media companies. Yeah, shift is happening for sure in that in that category. Is there Are there any brands that come to mind, uh, Amber, that are, are doing a good job in, in handling this shift? I think there are definitely some brands that are doing a great job. I know I was talking to some of my friends who work at uh, Twitter Canada who are mentioning that there are brands out there like Doritos, for example, who are mm -hmm. using Periscope more often. And I think we see some brands who are experimenting with this. Uh, the CFL is another great example. Here you have this league that a few years ago wasn't active on social. Now they're partnering, partnering with Vine celebrities. They're doing Periscope. Right. This is a great example of how quickly a company can change and understand the importance of social to be able to engage a different and, and younger generation. Yeah. Do you think the, the shift has, has been happening because the leadership of these corporations are getting it or are they just simply still um, delegating 
well, that's marketing, that's branding. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, I think the shift is happening uh, specifically because some of the media companies, the social media companies, I should say, are getting more mature. I mean, right. if you look at Facebook, it's already 10 years old or older. You look at Twitter, same sort of thing. These companies are growing, they're maturing, their leadership is stronger. They figured out, for the most part, uh, some way to be able to monetize those platforms. And I think they understand that many of those audiences are there to stay. So when it comes to brands who are leveraging that, they have an opportunity to to work with these these trusted social networks and they do have the ability to engage audiences there in a way that they were never able to do so before. Right. That whole credibility of these platforms has grown. And I guess also, it's still kind of fuzzy though, is the metrics of um, what do we measure, uh, what's important to measure and what isn't important. I think that's also changing a little bit, too. I think that we're seeing that uh, there are easier ways to engage now than ever. And it's not just about likes. Look at Facebook changing things. So it's more about reacting to it. Um, the engagement on Facebook Live is fantastic just to watch the, the live stream and have comments coming in. I mean, it's a much richer experience than watching television. So uh, we're going to see some big uh, improvements there as far as, as viewership and the way people are able to engage with their favorite brands and personalities. Fabulous. So, Amber. What is next for Amber Mack? Well, uh, I am going to be out there uh, pushing out Smarting Your Kids online and getting that book into the hands of as many people as possible. I have a bunch of speaking events and uh, just building my business, uh, Connect Digital Engagement. And uh, it's just, you know, it's nonstop, right? I have to get out there, have to hustle, have to keep up with the Gary V's of the world, basically. Oh, yes. Hustle we must. Well, Amber, thanks very much for spending some time with us today. It's been very valuable. I know our viewers will really appreciate your insights. So good luck and let's stay Thank in contact you. and keep changing the world. All right. Well, thanks so much having, for having me on and uh, congrats on all that you did. That's super exciting. Uh, great. Thanks, Amber. AQ's Blog and Grill.